Hey listeners, just letting you know, um, some of the references in this episode are a little outdated, and that's because we recorded it in May this year for the 25th anniversary of Mission Impossible, and I'm a little lazy, so I'm just now getting around to editing and putting it out there. But it is timely because, sadly, Mission Impossible 7 was just delayed to 2023. So hopefully one day we will see those movies. But until then, here is Courtney seeing Mission Impossible for her first time. Do you take this woman to watch movies? And do you take this man to talk about them? I now pronounce you a podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Wife Watches. I'm your host, Jay Shin, and joining me, as always, is the subject of the podcast. Me! Courtney, my wife, is here. Courtney. I'm always here. We share this house. This is probably our, our most time-sensitive um, recording that we've done so far. Oh, yeah, we got places to be tonight. We really do. Um, the movie starts pretty soon, and we've realized and learned that with some of these anniversary screenings... They just start them. There are no trailers. So there's yeah. no, no buffer. You got to show up right at seven. Yep. With that said, what movie are we watching tonight? Bum, 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 bum. It's Mission Impossible. Great. Did I spend a little too much time on that? No, that was good. Okay. You're confident that it's just Mission Impossible. It's only called that. Mission Impossible. Time to go. That's it. Another one. Mission Impossible. Where's the fire? Another one. Mission Impossible. Good. It's good for the team. <laughs> Another one. Mission Impossible. Tom's here. All right, fifth one's time. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Take down, sir. All right, one more. <laughs> Mission Impossible. I I keep wanting to say let's go to town, and I just I keep I keep jumping. <laughs> Why? Off. I don't know. I keep just like stumbling over. I'm like, it's, it's not- called Mission Impossible. Let's go to town. <laughs> All right. Well, it is just Mission Impossible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 25th anniversary. How old were you? 25 years ago? Uh, you were... Oh, I would have been six seven. when this came out, but I wasn't introduced to it right when it came out. Typically, I like to show you like really iconic movies that you've missed, yeah. and I wouldn't say this movie's like, iconic. Okay. Like, the reason I wanted to pick it was I thought it's an interesting example of a franchise that honestly took like 15 years to really coalesce and be a successful franchise. It is built around like one of the biggest mega stars we've ever had. Yeah. And it's kind of his only bankable franchise. Like I can't think of a he's like made sequels to other movies before, but this is the only one where he's like it is built around him and he has carried it this far. They're filming two more right now and it's been 25 years since this movie. Okay. And it's been very weird in the same way that I would almost the only other like franchise I would really compare it to is maybe Fast and Furious, where it also started off kind of rocky. The first couple installments were like had a lot of years between them, and people were like, "I don't know about this." And then in one particular installment, they were like, "We got it. We figured it out, and now we have a formula, and we're just gonna pump these out as fast as we can before all of our leads get too old to keep doing this." Oh, yeah. In a weird way, that's what happened with this movie. Okay. Like with this franchise. And that's why I thought it was kind of interesting. And just because we're seeing it. And we probably won't talk much about him now because there's not much time. Right. But I imagine we'll probably have some things to talk about. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is a wild man. He's a weird guy. Yeah. 
Um, but this wasn't weird era Tom Cruise. He was still, this came out the he same. He was hot Tom Cruise. This is the same year as Jerry Maguire. He is still a sex symbol Tom Cruise. Yeah. It was kind of a weird thing that he was going, that he picked this IP to do and like build around. Like this is going to be my franchise vehicle. This is going to surprise you. Ethan Hunt. How did you know that name? I don't know. It just popped into my head. Well, we've seen one of these movies together on a, right. a proto date it wasn't our first date but it was a date before our date <laughs> it was a date where i tried to use my movie pass and was embarrassed when you told me i couldn't oh yeah yes oh my gosh because yeah. mission impossible fallout besides being a mega like successful movie is also it's notoriety for killing movie pass <laughs> that is what i yeah. mean um, movie pass was probably going to die anyway around august 2018 but that is the movie that really was like yeah we can't some reason this business model that everyone thought wasn't sustainable <laughs> really became unsustainable <laughs> with this like the, one of the biggest movies of the summer yeah oh yeah did you buy I my ticket that. that night probably I not i don't think, I don't think you we did. were there yet I, I do remember being like we'll go we'll see what movie we see because oh. i didn't want to see that and you were like okay i don't i don't really care that i don't really well, if I remember, I, to go with I, you or I kind of, yeah, I had all of the cards and kind of acted like that <laughs> Yeah, because you were like, let's go. You kind of like invited yourself with a little bit. Well, I was kind of like, if we hang out, that's what we're doing. And you and just like, in a, like, I imagine like some girls try to do yeah. a cutesy thing. Like, well, I'll pick. And I'm like, yeah. ah, actually. <laughs> yeah. You shut that down really quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, not going to be the arrangement. I, yeah. Unfortunately. And we went to see it. It was a late showing too. Do you remember? Yeah. It, it was, was like, like 10 Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the first installment of that. It, it, Tom Cruise, because I remember watching all those movies leading up to Fallout coming out. He is young. I mean, he's like 30. So weird. I wanted to know, what do you know about Mission Impossible in general before we see this? He falls from the ceiling. When I think of Mission Impossible, like that's what I picture in my brain. Yeah. I think I've seen one or two of these. I've at least seen two. I might have seen three. You've seen the Dubai one. Is that Ghost Protocol? Yes. That's the installment that like pulled it all together and people were like, oh, these are good. Okay. I think I've seen like another one somewhere along the way when I was younger, but I don't really remember. You can kind of just click in and out as you want. They kind of work independently. There is like some faint narrative, like through line between all of them. Okay. For the most part, they're very different directors, except for these like last couple installments. So they have varying different tones too. They're kind of all over the place. And so this one is directed by Brian De Palma, who was like a 70s, like new Hollywood director that kind of came up in that era. And he was a really weird pick for this movie because he's mostly known for like suspense psychological thrillers like Carrie, Scarface, oh. The Untouchables. That's like his most known for movies. So okay. it was weird when they announced they were making this movie with Tom Cruise and Brian De Palma. It was like, what is this movie? Because I don't know if you knew this. Mission Impossible is based on a television show. I feel like I did know that somewhere, somehow. It was an Emmy winning show that ran for seven seasons from 66 to 73. Was it Ethan Hunt? No. Okay. And kind of like, I kind of want to tell you a bit, a little bit about the show going into it, because I think that will kind of help inform what people were thinking going into this. Like, it was a really popular show, and obviously you know this, the tune. Yeah. And you probably know a lot of like the trademarks of the show that have since bled into the movies. Right. But like people going into the movie were like, what is this going to be? If they had any familiarity with the TV show, or if you were a fan of the TV show, this is only like 20 years later, that mm-hmm. they were like reviving a TV show to like have like a... TV series now because this it's technically a continuation of the show okay it was like a spy show it was very team focused right and so like every episode was kind of the same thing okay you had like a title sequence with the music and it showed like clips of the episode 
and then you had someone get a tape or like a message to them, usually with the team leader, and it had very, I'm sure you've heard these phrases, which are like, your mission, should you choose to accept it? You've heard of that? Yeah. If any of you or your team is caught, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This message will self-destruct. I was just going to say that one. Yeah. yeah. And so they always get a message. And then there's like a scene with them, like having the dossier and planning it out. Then it's very like masks. Uh-huh. Big, so it was very like spy stuff. Do you know what's crazy is the first thing I thought of was like a, like a mask, like a pandemic mask. You gotta un- well, you can you can stop thinking about that now. I know. I, I gotta rewire my brain. Yeah, it's funny because the film series now is very much like what crazy insane thing is Tom Cruise going to physically right, do? Right. But it was much more like spy games, like like sleuthy, sneaky, and it was usually led by Jim Phelps was like a main character. This movie will open up kind of the same like an episode would with Jim Phelps, who like the same character from the TV show getting a mission, and Ethan Hunt is a part of the team. Okay. Um, Jim Phelps was recast though. It's John Voight in the movie. So it's not, oh, it's I didn't not, know he was in this. Uh, yeah, it's not the same act. It's not the same actor, but it's supposed to be the same character, and it's supposed to be the same like IMF team. Okay, it is really. I have weird. a question for yeah. you. Okay, did you have a lot of like late '90s themed, like Mission Impossible themed things? Like I remember church meetings that were like during the week being like Mission Impossible themed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like school things that were like award ceremony type situations where it would be like Mission Impossible themed or or game nights. That's interesting that you maybe noticed that because I feel like I got really into Mission Impossible around the time the second movie came out, which was 2000. Okay. But you're saying you also kind of saw it bleed into the pop culture that way where... Totally. Because I'm just saying like I would be like... I would have noticed it anyway because I was really into it. Yeah. Were you aware of these movies happening when you were like growing up? Uh Uh-huh. The second one is like arguably, I mean, not arguably, it's the worst one. It's crazy bad. In a way that's almost like great. Anyway, that was the one. So like my, my own relationship with these movies was I wasn't really aware of the first one. We had it. But it was when Mission Impossible 2 came out and I was like 10 turning 11. I got really obsessed one summer, particularly with Mission Impossible, like especially two, and then rewatched Mission Impossible one all the time. Oh, I'll have to find him. I like drew, I drew like the cover and stuff. Yeah, that sounds like you. I remember my mom got me like a cutoff shirt that said Mission Possible, <laughs> which I'm sure in her mind she thought was like about like Mormon missions, which was like, oh, cool. So that's why she got it for me. I got really into spy stuff. So I was really into Mission Impossible and 007. Okay. And I remember there was one summer, I think I was 10, we finally got a Blockbuster and I rented every single 007 movie in order because I had like this little card that had all of their release dates. And I remember I, a sleepover with some of my friends. One of my friends had seen them all and I just was like, we stayed up and I was just asking him about him about each and every 007 movie. And I later found out that he actually was super bored during all that conversation and was just saying like, yeah, and like making up stuff. So I'd kind of stop asking him. <laughs> but I stayed up late because I was like, well, what's this one about? Like pointing to my little paper. <laughs> I got really into spy stuff and like Nerf guns and like just loved spy stuff for a while. Yeah. And I also had the Mission Impossible game for the Game Boy, which was insanely hard and like a miserable time to play. But I just tried so hard because <laughs> I was like, I should be into this and I should be really good at this game. Was this around the same time that you got a suit for your baptism and you... Running around in the backyard? No, that was a couple years later. I got a suit for my baptism because I was in 1997. I turned eight. And Men in Black was huge that summer. And I wanted a suit so I could dress up as Men in Black. And then my parents would get mad at me because I would run around in the backyard (laughs) playing Men in Black. 
So very influential <laughs> movies on me. Yeah. But yeah. Another thing about this movie is it's it's much more in the vein of the TV show in that it's very spy thriller versus like action heavy. But you can yes. see the DNA of like probably the Mission Impossible movies you're familiar with. It w- built into the movie. Yeah. But I remember also feeling like this fake like smartness watching it because like the first third of the movie is set in Prague. And I remember being like, I know what Prague is. It's a European country. And like in my brain being like, I think, <laughs> I, like, I think I'm watching something that's very clever. You know, there's spies out trying to outwit each other sure. sort of. So I was just like me thinking, I understand this completely. And like <laughs> made me feel very intellectual watching it too. So yeah. it was just, it was really funny. I think that's probably all you really need to know that like there's the background of the TV show was really popular. Okay. This is Tom Cruise kind of took this as like, I'm going to be like... I'm going to be a spy. They're going to go in and they're going to have a mission. Okay. The year is 1996. Yes. Bill Clinton is president. The top song when this came out in May 1996. I've never heard of this song, oh. just a heads up. Okay. The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> no idea. Some 1996 things to place you in that time frame. You were like five? I was. I was. Well, I was almost five. Oh probably. my gosh. I looked up some other... Remember I've been showing you like top names that are out, like kids' yeah, names? Yeah, Ones we all know, like Emily, Jessica. Brittany. Topher is back in there. Do you know any Tophers? I did. I knew a Topher. Okay, but like, not like... Up. Not as, as many as like Matt's, you know? Right. They're like constantly in this list of like top five. Anyway, Tupac Shakur was killed this year. John Benet Ramsey. Remember all of that? Absolutely. Still unsolved. Still. Well, No arrests. really. No arrests. But... A lengthy ransom note was found despite her corpse being in the home. Did they, I mean, is it pretty much agreed on that her parents did it? No, her little brother. Her little brother? Sorry, her older brother. And that the parents covered it up? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Her older brother like accidentally murdered her, they Whoa. think. Whoa, okay. This was what we were talking about the other day because we also watched Batman Forever the other day. <laughs> Jim Carrey was the first actor to make $20 million for a single film for the cable guy. Oh my gosh. Caller ID usage tripled this year because it was the year that Scream came out. <laughs> the Spice Girls had their first number one hit. Was it Wannabe? Of course. And the popular toys of the year, Tickle Me Elmo, Tamagotchi, Beanie Babies. Tamagotchi forever. Oh, re- Beanie Babies. I read that the, the record of someone keeping their Tamagotchi alive was 89 days. All right, are you there in 1996? I'm squarely placed. Okay, should we go get ready and go to the movie? Yeah, let's okay, go. Okay, cool. All right, we're back. We are. What did we watch? Um, we watched Mission Impossible. That's right. What did you think of Mission Impossible? I loved it. Did you really? I did. I I really liked it. All right. Tell me a little bit what why why did you like it so much? Well, obviously the best part is when he they're trying to get into the vault. Um, it was very uh, Ocean's Eleven-y. Or I guess I should say Ocean's Eleven is very Mission Impossible-y. Have you seen Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why did you ask that? I thought you hadn't seen it, so I thought that was bold. No, okay. <laughs> I've seen Ocean's Eleven. All right, all right. It's very heisty yeah. um, in a way that in later movies in the franchise are much more like action-packed. Okay. There's not really any action in the movie, no. really. 
it's like some Maybe heist. that's why I liked it. Like, I didn't like the train one as much as I liked the vault. Oh, I really like the train. It's stuff. fine, but okay. I like the vault better. Sure. I also kind of, you kind of know that the bad guy is the bad guy at the beginning. All right. I have a couple questions about, about this stuff. Do you think you would have liked this as a kid? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. I did think... Though, if I was younger, I mean, it's honestly tough to follow at points. Yeah. Which makes me feel like kind of an idiot. I remember being like, honestly, super confused by it. And I had, I told you I saw it so many times, right? And so as I would grow up and kind of like figure out why certain things happened, like I followed the movie really, I was even on this rewatch, I was like trying to figure out if I was watching for this for the first time, how hard would this be to follow what was happening? There was really only one section that I thought if I did not know where this movie was going, I would be very confused right now. Right. It was when John Voight's character shows back up. And he and Ethan are sitting in the diner. Yep. And he's saying like, he's trying to be like, Kittredge did this. But as he's explaining it, Tom Cruise is imagining it out. Yes. And he's... No, yeah, I got got that part. But it is confusing. Well, it's confusing because it's supposed to like contrast that Tom Cruise is figuring out while he's lying. But if you don't know that already, you're kind of just like, wait, is so... Yeah, I... You're like, so is Jim Phelps... Did I hear that wrong? And is he actually just telling Tom Cruise that he did all the murders and now Tom Cruise is visualizing it. Why am I seeing the visualization versus like, I think that part might be kind of like tough yeah. to follow. Yeah. But I remember when I was younger, all of the Job 314 stuff, I just didn't. That's honestly what I thought was the most confusing. I mean, it's clear that he needed something now. Now it's clear that he just needed something from her. And that Job was the name. Yeah. Yeah. I was also kind of like, I wonder how much of this I'm just following anyway, because I know exactly where this is going. But okay. V- yeah. Vanessa Redgrave. I mean, she's great. She is horny in this movie oh 100 she wants to jump his bones like totally i couldn't believe it i would have welcomed that actually do you remember the one that we watched and vanessa kirby was in the one we saw oh yeah yeah she's supposed to be max's daughter i think and i remember hearing that going into the movie and thinking it was gonna like actually tie more directly to the first mission impossible and i think if you don't know that that connection isn't really made. I'm like, it's actually pretty good casting because they kind of yeah, look like each other. Yeah, they do. And they're both British and their names are both Vanessa. A family of Vanessa. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so there was a couple of twists in this movie and I was wondering which ones worked for you. Okay. Which worked on you, I should say. Okay. All right, the first one. And I'll, I'll tell you, I think this one is actually very effective. All of the team dies. Yeah, that was good. Did you think that you were going to be with this team for the majority of the movie? I did. Especially, I think it's really effective because they have Emilio Estevez. Yes. Who? Could not remember his name for the life of me. Oh, like the actor? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. His death is... His death is gross. Well, so uh, we kind of talked about it already, but Brian De Palma directed this, right? And he does like very suspenseful movies. Like he was... I think a lot of people kind of thought he was maybe trying to be a bit of a Hitchcock ripoff, but he does make a lot of suspenseful kind of like... They're like a little more violent and sexualized, his movies. Well, Carrie, Yeah. Yeah, and, but like he does like erotic thrillers as well. Okay. And so, because you see, I mean, it's quick. But oh, you, yeah. you see the stuff go right into his face. Yeah. Yeah. He dies a painful death. He's also super into Dutch angles, De Palma. Did you What's catch a that? lot? That's like a very slanted angle. Did you oh, catch a okay. lot of those? No, I didn't. Okay, that so that was effective for you. Yeah, that was good. All right, the next twist is that Claire is alive. And that's Jim Phelps' wife. And she shows up at the apartment. Yeah. You're in the car. I wasn't. I heard it on the radio. Shut up! I saw you. You were in the car. No, I got out of the car. 
I ran to the bridge. He said someone was just... Give me that. I was on the bridge. There was nobody on the bridge. What happened to Jim? Wake up, Claire! Jim's dead! They're dead! They're all dead! I knew somebody was going to come back. Okay. What did you... And I knew it wasn't going to be Emilio Estevez. Yeah, I mean, we saw he is definitely... He's gone. Yeah. So, did you trust her at all? When she came back? Yeah. No. Because I don't think I would have either. No. I think from the get-go, you'd be like... You'd be like, there's a mole and we know it's not Ethan Hunt. Yeah. And it'd be like, I don't... I think that you are being dishonest. I don't trust you. Right. Okay. So, at no point did you trust her again. No. Okay. I also got her and the other one, Hannah, mixed up. Because they look the same, honestly. Yeah. And Hannah doesn't really have any sort of like No, of, lines. of the three girls on the team, she just yeah, doesn't really do she's anything. She's kind of there. That's kind of the risk you run with like setting up a team of like multiple people and then killing them off very quickly. Yeah. Um, but I think that, I think if you went into this movie as a fan of the show, that would have been incredibly shocking because the show is all about the team. Oh, that's why you told me that. Yes. And so killing off the team was supposed to be like, a real get you moment. I think it actually does work. Yeah, I do too. All right. What about the twist that Jim Phelps was alive? Did it, was it like, what? No, He's alive too? No, it was like, well, his wife is alive. Okay. And came back. So that didn't surprise you. No, when not he turns, very much. When he's at the payphone and he turns and he's right there. Yeah, no. Well, and he, you know that that's somebody. Oh, did you? Yeah, totally. Because okay. that's just like a trope. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, oh, that's you're another. Well, me. Yeah, that's another thing where I don't honestly know how I would have reacted because I just know the minute he goes to the payphone, I see the guy in the jacket. I'm like, well, there he is, right totally. there. Totally, John Voight. Okay. Totally. I um, didn't know it was John Voight, but I knew it was going to be somebody. And so then the final twist, I guess, is that Jim is the killer and Claire is the accomplice, which yeah. I guess is revealed on the train. That's by that point. And and you know he's you know that when she's talking, the second she walks in there and you see him sitting down, you're like, he's wearing a mask. Oh, really? One hundred percent. Oh, because I actually probably would have been pulled by that a little bit. Oh no. Okay. No, I knew that was him. Maybe. Well, here's here's maybe why I would have been tricked by that because the only times you see the masks operate in the movie, they are people that look like Tom Cruise. Like he masquerades sure. as that yeah. senator who's just Tom Cruise in a mask. <laughs> yeah. But like, so I, that's why I wondered if, because it's, they are actual physical masks too. Like he really has like a John Voight mask. He's like ripping off. Oh. Yeah. They do some fun mask stuff in the later movies. I feel like. Well, you'd think that they'd get used to everyone being in a mask. So. Well, they kind of. Remember the one, there's the, is it Wolf Blitzer? Who's the. <laughs> yeah. 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 In the one we saw. I think they smartly kind of go back on it because especially in the second one, the next one, which is the worst one. They just, it's Mask City. <laughs> After every scene, well, a mask like, is ripped off. I don't trust off. anybody. There's honestly, I would say like five or six masks. Oh, we don't yeah. need that. I know. Nobody asked for it. It's really cool. In the third one, you see them make a mask. Huh. Like they get someone's image and then they're, they have this like little box that like carves it out really fast and they're trying and they're racing the clock to oh, hurry. Oh, 3D and, like, printer? Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. <laughs> or even, it's even, it's pretty cool though. They're trying to like hurry and make a mask. While this guy's knocked out to hurry and like get in anyway. Oh, interesting. I think they smartly like dial that back because well, otherwise you're just you wouldn't trust anyone, and you're just you like you're waiting. You couldn't progress the story at all. It would like undercut other things because the whole time you're like, well, is that someone in a mask? Something it did well was like it really does like the the two words I'm thinking of are suspense and anticipation, but that's not what I mean. You're like, <gasps> yes. Well, and that I think that's why De Palma is actually a pretty good pick for it. Because mm-hmm. he's, he does a lot of suspenseful movies. And there is a lot of... I, I, I was wondering how well this would 
not hold, hold up, up, but like how well those sequences would work on the audience today, I guess. Yeah. And like, well, I'll tell you more about it because there's some really cool factoids, I guess. Okay. Yeah. But that CIA um, sequence, it was dead quiet. Except for the yeah. except for the one guy on a row who's still like, qu- trying to quietly eat popcorn but yeah. failing, but it was so quiet. And the part at the end when Kruger drops the knife, oh, t- everyone the gasped. And and it was fun. I it was fun knowing every beat that was coming because yeah. I was just sort of. I wonder if could you tell? No, I was just kind of keeping an eye on you. And like we actually <laughs> went with uh, you know friends of the podcast Ryan Chalet and Emma Watkins were also there with us. And just kind of watching everyone's reactions for that, it was really fun. Yeah. Because it is heart pounding. Well, Emma and I were just... <gasps> and obviously, like, they're the iconic, like, when he drops and just is, like, flailing with oh, an inch yeah, above. Oh, yeah, I love that part. It's... And he's, like, moving, because you don't you don't think about that. You'd be... But you have to, like, like what do could you that. do? Yeah. You can't just stay, like, stay completely still. And even along those lines, like on the train, everything with the helicopter blades. Yeah. They felt very, they were very tactile action sequences that felt real. Yes, except I will say with the blade, that one did not feel real to me. I mean, because it wasn't. Fantastical. It did, because if the train stopped, logically the helicopter would continue and it would have stabbed him. Well, but it was like rolling and getting. Like, slower but it probably wouldn't i mean the train stops it's still kind of but it the, just the, didn't look the wreckage of it was also like being slowed down by the I, constant... well, I know i get it but it just it like the way it all happened together was just kind of yeah too fantastical like okay. it wouldn't have it wouldn't have done that like i mean that. they get a bit more oh, i don't know i actually feel like these movies are ones that are pretty good about like maintaining uh, an air of like reality uh-huh and it it helps too that it, for most of the like stunts they do you're like that's Tom Cruise right there. Like that, like there's a great one at the beginning of the fifth one. Ethan Hunt's trying to get into a plane as it's taking off. And his guy on the ground is like struggling to open the door. And he's just holding on while the plane is I've taking off. I think I've seen that. It, it was featured in a lot of the trailers for is it. Is that Ghost Protocol? No, that's in Rogue Nation. Oh. And they really did just strap him to a plane and take off. Wow. It's funny that like, even if you know what's going to happen... In some of these sequences, I'm still just like, this is great. Like, Do you think Tom Cruise is just like, if I die, I die? I just think he don't doesn't think he'll die. <laughs> I am so amped because they're doing two more back to back. There's two more on the docket that oh boy. are not released. And I'm just amped for What's what the, the, what they're going to do next. It was this year, but I think they bumped it to 2022. Okay. Because um, he got, you know, remember that he got very upset at some crew Oh members. yeah, they were filming. Yeah, that's what they were filming. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's what I sleep with every night. I was going to ask you, I should have asked you before in case you wanted yeah, to make a I list. Yeah, I remembered we were going to like do some celebrity theories on Tom Cruise. Well, and like we just have, I have some off the dome, but sure. I guess I didn't really have you do a deep dive. I should have. But is he one of like your favorite celebrities to just like know about their personal life? I think at one point, maybe. 
but not anymore. His like his antics are kind of like predictable now. Well, maybe well, not he predictable. Hasn't, and he hasn't really just, done anything. Yeah, he's just kind of like tired. Yeah, he's kind and, of kept a tight lid on like there's. N- I'm sure because of all the Scientology stuff. Well, like what could, <laughs> frankly, what could get what could get be weirder than yeah. what he is? Everyone knows he's in the Scientology, which you know has a pretty he's bad like, stigma, and like he's like top dog Scientology. Yes. And like all the thing with Katie Holmes, that whole, like all of that wrapped together. That's that, like, who I want to talk to as Katie Holmes. Uh, seriously. If we could get her on the pod. You know what I actually was reading about recently that like one element of his divorce with Nicole Kidman was that she is not devoutly Catholic, but very Catholic and wanted to raise her kids in the church. Interesting. I and didn't that know was that. like, I think part of. I wonder if an that's issue. true anymore. I credit this a lot to Blank Check, that podcast, but. They've talked extensively about Tom Cruise because they've done a lot of his movies that he's in. Uh-huh. But like how his career tra- trajectory was, he's not really like a leading man anymore. Ever since the Katie Holmes Scientology stuff, Mission Impossible is interesting for him like personally because he does like one and two, right? And there's like a six-year gap between two and three. He does like War of the Worlds and a couple other movies that just don't really connect. And I think people are like... They're like the first times people are like really turning on him as a celebrity, as like a bankable box office draw. And he kind of returns to this well of like, well, I know both Mission Impossible 1 and 2 are huge hits. So he's like, I'll make a third one again. And that he does that in 2006. And that kind of revives him a little bit. And then now he kind of like with Mission Impossible, he kind of like has cracked the code for what his like the last like 20 to 30 years of his celebrity will be like, which is I'm going to be in these action movies. I'm going to do crazy stunts. I will have like a positive spin on my craziness. Now it's like I'm crazy in a fun way in that I will strap myself to a plane. I'll climb the tallest building in Dubai for your entertainment. And it really works. And to the point where like I'm just pumped now. Even like shitty movies is in like The Mummy. And there was like one key stunt where he was in a plane that was actually in zero gravity like rolling. (laughs) Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. I think I might have even shown you there was like a thing where when they released one of the trailers that they didn't mix the audio right. So they just had like all the sound drop out except for his actual like high pitched screen. Yes, you did. And it's super weird. I'll throw in the audio. (laughs) Yes, I do remember that. Something I thought about watch, looking at Tom Cruise in this movie. Very young, by the way. He's just oh, yeah, 30, he looks, but yeah. he still has aged so well. Uh, oh, totally. He looks like a shark, though. He's got, like, kind of dark eyes and, like, his big smile. And his big three front teeth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's kind of unsettling. Obviously, very attractive person, right? Right. But something is unsettling to watch him. And I think, I wonder how much of that is just retrospect. Well, when I was watching Mission Impossible, I kept, I, it's like you can't unsee his, his middle tooth. Yeah. Which is not a middle tooth. It's just a big front tooth. Oh, it's centered. It is. It's centered, but it's, it looks, you think he has like one or three, but he like, he definitely has two. There's just one yeah. that's bigger than the other. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I thought they were like shifted over. Well, and then there's also this other element of him too, where he's shorter. Yeah. And do you he... think he has little man syndrome? Oh, yes, absolutely. He does. And this might've been where I should have asked you to look into it a bit more. But I know that he is very self-conscious about like the way he shot versus other people, like height wise. I mean, it's got to contribute to his like, I can't imagine that guy's energy. Oh, no, thank you. That's a big no thank you for me. He learned how to fly a helicopter for the one that we saw, Fallout, where he flies. That's him flying that helicopter. 
He got his helicopter's license in production for that movie. And in order to get the amount of hours needed to get the license, he would like fly to and from set. It's one of those things where it's like, ah, you know, maybe maybe he's onto something because he's going to outlive probably all of us. And like, he, I don't know. It's His audio of him coming out and screaming at the crew was insane. I mean, it was like... Honestly, it's not... I kind of thought it was tame for my expectation of like what, what, what what's, like, what's Tom Cruise going to be up to well, now. Well, it was like you listen to that video and you're like, yeah, you would be super pissed if you were like... And he like funds a lot of it, right? He does. And he... Yeah. And like, what's well, the thing? I it, kind of like... I like, listened was, to it and I was like, I think I'm on your side right, on this. It was not like Appar- ridiculous. Apparently he also was, like only took a, the crew that were violating. It wasn't like in front of everyone. It was so scary. Insurance companies, producers. Do not get Tom Cruise you just, mad. You would just be kind of around him and be like, I don't know what I'm gonna get with you. I know. In fact, so Tandaway Newton, who is the love interest in Mission Impossible Two, has recently she's been a lot more outspoken about like her role in Hollywood and everything, and like her experiences in the past couple years. Mm-hmm. But she talked about how like he was so intense, not in like a bad way, but just like. You are one of the most intense people I've ever met. I get so nervous around intense people. I'm sure me, most me people too. do. I'm, Unless you're like type A intense. I, I'm so glad that he figured out how to utilize his like weird new star persona because he's just still in our lives. And like it would have been a real bummer if he just faded into obscurity in like the mid 2000s. I guess he's, gonna be he's in, not doing anything nefarious <laughs> inside like Scientology. I, I, let, I guess. <laughs> spooky i don't know maybe you should have just disappeared <laughs> i don't know no we we've missed out on like the best mission impossible movies genuinely yeah. fun movies if anyone could get away with murder it's tom cruise, tom cruise i guess right? yeah something else about tom cruise and just how wonderful he looks john voigt in this movie mm-hmm. is the same age that tom cruise is in mission impossible fallout wow yeah i can't explain it we already kind of laughed about this but the way the email operates was definitely how, because of movies like this, I perceived the internet <laughs> in the 90s. Just writing an email to Job. Like it was Max. Max.com. Job 4 colon 13. And that's it. No yeah. dot com or anything. It was just... And then he just wrote his message and sent it. Then he like, he went, I guess he went through the motion of doing it in all these different languages. <laughs> For but some then reason. <laughs> fell asleep, and that's how the internet worked. Remember, that's just kind of how it worked. Yeah. Even when he's cracking into the CIA database, it's conveniently filed, like yeah. file name knock list. So like, there it is. <laughs> he like did like three clicks in, and he found it right away. Even when Emilio Estevez was like doing his thing, uh, and he's just like, "I'm in, I'm in the mainframe," and it's just how many times have you heard like hacker I, speak? Yes, just like super generic. Click 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 click. Guys, I'm in the Jim Phelps twist was kind of controversial. Go on. Because Jim Phelps was the lead of the show for seven years. Oh, okay. So Peter Graves, who played Jim Phelps in the TV show, was offered the role and turned it down because he thought, like, this is such a disrespectful end for my character. Oh, get over yourself. I don't know. I don't know. I get it. Well, then, okay, well, you're not going to like the rest of the stuff I'm going to tell you. Okay, go on. Greg Morris, another cast member of the show was disgusted with the treatment of Jim Phelps and left the theater early, calling it an abomination. This is a quote from Martin Lando, who was another cast member from the show. When they were working on an early carnation of the first one, not the script they ultimately did, 
They wanted the entire team to be destroyed, done away with at one time, and I was against that. It was basically an action-adventure movie and not Mission Impossible. Mission was a mind game. The ideal mission was getting in, getting out, without anyone ever knowing we were there. So the whole texture changed. Okay. Why volunteer to essentially have our characters commit suicide? I passed on it. The script wasn't that good either. Do they know that they're not actual real spies? That's the question on my mind. But if you've invested like seven years of your life into a character, and now, and now Hollywood is like, we're going to make this big blockbuster. We've got like, the, the new hot guy is going to like be the lead and we just want to kill you guys off. I think that I would jump on the opportunity because clearly that show is not continuing. So it's like, why wouldn't you jump into this like last hurrah where you can kind of laugh at yourself? But it wasn't a last hurrah. It was, I, I kind of think I would be like these guys. So we're going to come back and be killed off in 20 minutes. I think I just, it's like weird to me. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Walking out of the theater is an abomination. Get out of here. That's I get like it. a lot. Well, everyone can write in and tell us. Who do you agree with? Yeah. Do you agree with me where I don't think it's that big of a deal? Or and you have one last party as your character and you go out for it. And like, what if you could like add into your contract that you have to die in however way you wanted to? Well, okay. So even you pitching that, that's contrary to what this was. They didn't have a say. They were like, you're just going to get killed off. But what if you could? Well, then that's different. I bet if they, if it really was a last hurrah, I mean, there were, you don't need the money. You got those sweet royalty checks coming in. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Listeners, write in. Tell us who's right. All right. Three main set pieces. Okay. First one. I wanted to ask you, I know they're not really action heavy. I guess you kind of already said this. I was going to ask if they held your attention or like if you were engaged. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Oh, I also thought it was funny because looking back, it feels so quaint based on like how the movies have like transformed now. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me so much of the Fast and Furious movies, which now are going to feature probably like flying cars going into space. And it's like this team and they're like a crackpot team of like spies now, like globe trotting. But the first movie was like Paul Walker was just like an undercover cop trying to stop a bunch of people who the heist was stealing DVD players. That was the scale of the first movie. <laughs> and now they're like traipsing around the world, probably going into space. And this, so with like this next one. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's funny to look back and just be like, I even think with like rewatching Iron Man, you're just like, wow, this is so bare bones compared to like what this is going to turn into. It's really weird. Yeah. So the first sequence I would say would be the fish tank, which you turned and looked at me when he blows up the fish tank and runs off. Oh yeah. What What were you doing? I was doing, it was so 90s action-y, but it wasn't funny. It was like cool in 1996, you know, where he's like running in slow motion and the water's behind him. Oh and yeah. Then it's just... I thought you were looking at me because uh, Tom Cruise running is also a thing. Did you know that? No, he like runs. He's always running and stuff. He's a good, he's got a good life. Well, maybe I thought that so like subconsciously. What I'm watching is like the beginning of like 90s action that everyone makes fun of or when they're like mock filming something on a TV show, they have somebody like running like that. That's like the quintessential like 90s action-y shot. Well, it's also funny that like that was like a central expensive set piece. Which is essentially him just blowing up some water and running. Whereas like you, it would just be so much more elaborate now, maybe. It specifically looks very 90s and it's Tom Cruise. It's also Tom Cruise doing it. Didn't, sure. They didn't want a stuntman to do it because it didn't look convincing, which I think was probably the start of all this. <laughs> he did have the possibility of drowning because it was like an actual, they blew up the tank around him and had the water oh, rushing. Really? So See, him I running I think is, it was that big of a it's situation. Funny, like on paper, it doesn't sound that interesting, but like it was actually very dangerous. Were there also little things there? 
when I was a kid when he like sneaks back and like breaks up the glass and like spills it. Oh yeah. When I was a kid and probably now I guess I'd been like, that's so smart. I thought that. <laughs> the other sequence which you kind of talked about the CIA break in. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing I really have to tell you is that Tom Cruise put British pound coins in his shoes as counterweights. So he'd be like perfectly balanced when he like lands on the ground and he's just like flat. Oh. That's, I don't really have anything else for that sequence though. Okay. That but, was it, very but it was cool. good. That was. That's like very iconic. Yes. The signature piece of the movie, I think. Yeah. Of all, I think of all the this like whole franchise, that's like the main thing you associate when you think of Mission Impossible, right? Yeah. I've also thought of, I thought it was going to happen on the train. And there's also one part of one movie that I've seen, a Mission Impossible movie where they're on another train and somebody gets their head cut off. Uh, I know what movie you're thinking of. Are we going to watch it? I think so. Okay. Wish I could tell you more. Speaking of the train, that was the other like big sequence, right? Yeah. Tom Cruise took out the train owners to dinner to like schmooze them to get permission to use their train. He used a simulator that he had used to train for skydiving that would produce up to 140 mile per hour winds in order to get... So he actually had that blowing on him to get like the effect of like just his face distorting. Um, it was the only one they had in Europe and they were <laughs> able to get it. I lo- I think that sequence is great. It's like a it's like heavy action. My breath gets taken away when the the helicopter just flies into the tunnel. Oh yeah, can you imagine? You're not getting out of that tunnel alive. And it's funny because you know that everything's going to be fine, but you it doesn't stop you from just right. feeling so intense is when the other train, he can see the other train about to come to and he barely grabs the thing oh, and yeah. roll back on top. Yeah. Good stuff. The gum. Yeah, fun gadgets in the movie that That's were like kind of the only one. Well, the, I mean they had like the Apple Watch essentially. Or like oh, yeah. cam- cameras on your glasses, <laughs> oh, yeah, which yeah, in the yeah. 90s were just like unreal spyware. Al Pacino, Michael Douglas, and Robert Redford were considered for Jim Phelps. All I those, would have enjoyed I think Redford uh, Al Pacino. Been, he would have, that would have been, I don't even know what that is. Al Pacino, high energy. <gasps> Tom Cruise, high energy. <laughs> I mean, it's a year after Heat where he has his craziest line ever. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in, but it's the... She got a great ass! And you got your head all the way up it. <laughs> I think Redford would have been really good. Douglas, I think, would have been a bit too, like, you just know, like, something's up with that guy. You do. You do. Movie was released May 22nd, 1996. Made $455 million worldwide. 64% Rotten Tomatoes. Lower than I would have thought. What I'd would probably, you get it? Probably 80s. Something in the 80s. Okay. They said it was, like, a fun action, but convoluted, is, like, was the... Oh, uh, yeah, okay, I agree. Huge hit, but it still took them four years to make another one. And then even though Mission Impossible 2 was also a huge hit, it took them six years to make the third one. Ever since the fourth one, Protocol, made a bit of money and and reinvigorated the franchise, Mm -hmm. they've been kind of trying to, like, get them going quick. Favorite character of the movie? Uh, Tom Cruise. (laughs) Ethan Hunt. I liked him. Oh. I might have to go with either Max or Luther. Oh, yeah. I was also going to say Luther, maybe. They cast Bing Rames because they thought it was funny that he didn't look like a typical hacker. He's great. And he is the only franchise staple who's in every single I knew Mission that, Impossible actually. Movie. I don't know how I knew that, but I did. Because he shows up in the sixth one. I'm not sweet on the sixth one, as most people are. P- people, I think, the consensus is that's the best one. That's the one that we saw. Okay. I think it's fine. It might be my second least. I the best one is Ghost Protocol. That's number Although, five. Although, Four. 
four. Although Rogue Nation is also really solid. No matter how hard I try, I have no idea which one is which. And when you say six or Ghost Protocol or Fallout, I, think, I just I have no clue. Yeah, it's more for the benefit of people listening who might okay. know what I'm talking about. Good. I guess, okay, well, a question I'll ask you then. This is like, I think, the biggest question of how you feel about the movie. Does this make you want to watch more? Yeah, yeah, I would watch more. What, is that, what does that talked, look like? We'd originally talked about one three and four. one three and four and then if depending on how you felt about four five okay four five. is ghost protocol yeah four five and six are kind of like a continuing narrative okay and three is the one with um philip seymour hoffman yes. which is it's like a psychological thriller okay he is amazing yeah he's great. he is terrifying so yeah i would watch him i wouldn't show you two unless you're not the type that likes to ironically watch movies i am not it is a fantastic ironic watch i would maybe just show you some sequences so you get a taste of like what it is maybe before the new one comes out next year we'll like do like a little a watch of the series yeah some of them okay that's interesting i feel like that is the highest praise you can give to a movie right do you want to watch more yeah all right least favorite character claire me too she's pretty she's very pretty she is very pretty all right favorite moment oh i gotta say cia it's got to be, right? Got to be. It's the crowning achievement of the movie. Yeah. They even set it up so well. When a heist movie pulls this off, it's just so like, it, it's thrilling. When they're going through like how impossible the heist is and then they're showing like the yeah. visualization too paired with like, and then we're going to do this, but don't forget this and also this and yeah. also this. Yeah, it's fun. And then when Vin Grames is like, And you really think we can do this? We're going to do it. Bum, 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 bum. Weren't, I know, you, weren't you just it's, like it's thrilling. so pumped? Yes, okay. absolutely. That I like sat up in my chair just like, here we go. It's so funny because that music doesn't continue long. It's only over the overhead shot of their fire truck driving on a highway. You're just watching traffic, but you're just like, yes, let's go get them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, least favorite part. I read the Job stuff is confusing. But also when he's at dinner with um, Jim. I like the dinner part. Okay, I'll, but it's I'll shut but up. it's convoluted. Yeah. So that may, it's confusing maybe. But no, I'm I'm with you. I, I I even know every part. Like going into it, I'm like you know the watching all the team die is so like exciting and like genuinely like when he runs and then the car just blows up. Yeah. It really is like pretty like oh my gosh. And I know that what we're gonna get is him kind of like sleepily typing emails. That's kind of where I'm also like, yeah. I could this, well, I know it's a breather, but let's get back to like the good stuff. Totally. Good time? It was a good time. Glad you went? Glad I went. Great to see it on the big oh, screen. Did we, yeah, we, we said we were seeing it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Okay. Yeah. If people want to reach the podcast, how can they reach us? You can find us on Instagram at Wife Watches, on Twitter at Wife underscore Watches, not the underscore. You can send us an email telling us who was right and who was wrong uh, between the battle of, what's that? Martin Lindo. And myself. That's it. Watch you later. And remember, should you or any of your I am forced be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs>